Welcome to Watch Therefore. Our Savior Jesus told us to watch for His coming, and the signs that He spoke of are all around us shouting, Watch Therefore, and be ready. So join me, Dove Schwartz, as we learn to watch and prepare for the coming of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Welcome to Watch Therefore. We're watching for this King, this great Savior, Messiah, Yeshua, Jesus our Lord. He's coming in the clouds for his people any moment. He said to watch, therefore, be ready. You don't know the hour of the day of the coming of the Son of Man. Could be today. Let's be ready. Well, I'm Dove Schwartz here in northern Israel. Let's pray as, as we sit around the word of the Lord and grow in his grace together. Oh, Holy Father in heaven, in Messiah Jesus' name, we thank you for your great love for us. We thank you, Father, for your plans and purposes through our lives to reach others. We thank you that you're coming for us, Messiah Yeshua, anytime, and we need to be ready. Help us even to get ready today, Lord. Thank you, Father, Messiah Jesus' name. Amen. I have a special, special uh, half of a verse to share with you today. Actually, I'm going to read the whole verse, but probably talk primarily about the first two points of it. Luke 4, 18, Messiah Jesus steps into uh, the synagogue, opens the scroll from Isaiah 61, and, and says, uh, and quotes it, and it's expounded on here in Luke 4.18. Messiah Jesus speaking, Luke 4.18, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. Wow. That's the ministry of Messiah Jesus in a nutshell. And that is the best one line, or one passage uh, or one verse that explains in such a short amount of words the ministry of Jesus Christ. And, and so let's look at it. It says here, the spirit of Yahweh is upon me. So you have the triune nature, uh, nature of the Lord right there. You have, you have the three persons that make up the one true and living God, the Holy Spirit spoken of first here, where it says the Lord, that's Yahweh, the Father, and, and me, is who he says that's messiah jesus jesus christ there's god the father god the son god the holy spirit right there and we see the spirit the holy spirit of the father um, is upon messiah jesus and he goes on to say because he the father has anointed me messiah jesus to preach the gospel to the poor messiah jesus says me speaking of himself that he is the messiah he's the anointed one in psalm 2 uh, we see the anointed one, the Messiah, and he's called in Hebrew Mashiach, which is translated into English Messiah, which in Greek is Christos, which also in English is Christ. So we see that he's anointed. He's the Messiah. And, and what does anointed mean in this context? Simply put, it means he's been sent with a plan, with the power to accomplish that plan. And when the Holy Spirit and the Father sends him, can anybody stop him? Wow. Think of that. The only one who can stop the plans and purposes of God in my life is me. Why? Because he operates through faith. And if I will simply believe in him, all these things are possible. All the things spoken of in this passage are possible for you too. If you'll just believe today, will we believe that Jesus the Lord is the anointed one? He's been sent with power and authority with this plan. And what is the plan? 
to preach the gospel to the poor. What is the gospel? The gospel is that Messiah Jesus died on the cross for our sins. He was buried on the third day. He rose again. That's the gospel. And for that good news to be applied to my life, that I would be forgiven for my sins, I have to receive the gospel. I have to repent. I have to change my thinking and believe that Messiah Jesus is Lord. Yes? I have to change my thinking, which will change the direction of my life from that of sin to that of the Savior on the cross, then buried, then resurrected, and trust in Him. And when we do that, He sends His Holy Spirit to live in us, and we are born from above. We are born again. Hallelujah. Yes? And, and you'll know if that's happened to you because your life has changed. You're not your own. You don't think about life you don't think about the world. You don't live in the world the way you used to. You're a new creation, a new creature. You've been given a new life. Now, yours is the life of Christ. Excuse me a moment. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, and, and so, have you received the gospel of Jesus Christ? We're to stand in the gospel of Jesus Christ. In 1 Corinthians 15, he said that we are to stand in the gospel of Jesus Christ. That means as all hell comes against us, we are to stand in those gospel shoes spoken of in the armor of God in Ephesians chapter 6. We're to have our feet shod with the gospel, the gospel of peace. Yes? And, and, and so we are then to go out and share the gospel. We're to receive the ministry of Jesus with the gospel. We are to stand in or be the ministry of Jesus with the gospel. Then we are to go and share the gospel of Jesus Christ. We are to go share the ministry of Messiah Jesus. Are you receiving, standing in, and sharing the gospel of Jesus? And he goes on to say that he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. I'm going to camp here. This is where we need to spend some time. Uh, do you know why so many aren't standing in the gospel and are wavering so much and walking in such fear and doubt? Do you know why only 2% of American Christians share the gospel of Jesus Christ? That's the statistic that came out years ago with Camp Campus Crusade for Christ. Why? Because of the broken heart. Because they have a broken heart. Well, well that, that sounds kind of foreign and strange. What does that mean? Well, here's what it means. Jesus the Lord said, As it was in the days of Noah, so it will be with the coming of the Son of Man. When Jesus comes back, he'll come back to an earth that is operating like the days of Noah. And so with you look at Genesis 6-1, there's a population explosion on the earth in Noah's day, right? And, and so, uh, so then uh, 200 years ago, there was about a billion people on the earth. Now there are 7 billion. That's a population explosion like never in the history of the world. In Noah's day, it's repeated in Genesis 6, the great violence upon the earth. And I'm going to share with you now how violent this wicked, evil world is. Um, we think of the Holocaust, and I'm Jewish, and I, I think really that the Holocaust was a big deal. Hello? It was a big deal. Six million Jews killed in World War II. Uh, uh, I go to Rwanda and minister there. There were a million men, women, and children, Tutsis, murdered by the Hutus. Uh, in, in 100 days, a million were murdered. Horrible violence. But that pales in comparison to the violence that takes place every year in the world today as about 60 million babies are murdered in their mother's tummy. Let me ask you, where should be, where and when should be the safest place and time of a human being's life? 
Well, the, the safest place should be their mother's womb and that time that they're there in their mother's womb. That should be the safest place and time of a human being's life. No, not in this world today. No, 60 million babies are murdered every year. Uh, it is the worst genocide in the history of humanity, and it's happening right now. That's how violent and crazy and barbaric this world is today. Well, well so what does that mean in relationship to the broken heart? Here's what it means. Here's what it means. Today, children, by the time they are 5, 8, 10, 12, 15 years old, because of the life experiences in this brutal, bitter, disgusting, filthy world, because of that, their hearts are broken. Children's hearts are broken at a young age. Personally with me, my mother and father were divorced when I was very young. And that divorce and what happened after that uh, in my own personal family broke my little heart. So by the time that I was five, six, seven years old, I was angry and I was bitter and I was hurt and I and I began to lie and 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 rebel and and that led to a place where I was about uh, twelve or actually I was about fourteen years old when I started doing drugs and having sex and all these other things. Why? Because pain like that kind of pain has to be medicated. Pain like that kind of pain, you can't just live with it. It has to be medicated. Well, we'll see. Then people get older, and of course there's alcohol and there's drugs and there's uh, sex because pleasure at least deadens the pain for a little while, but sin is pleasurable, but just for a season. And then what does sin bring? Death. Do you see Satan operates through the broken heart to destroy the lives of people and set strongholds up in their hearts and their minds and lives. Strongholds uh, uh, to defend themselves against the, the, the hurt people who hurt. You know what hurt people do? Hurt people hurt people. That's what hurt people do. And to defend, to defend themselves from the hurt, bitter, crazy people in this world. Yes? That's, that's, that's how uh, this circle, cycle of, of, of heartbreak and pain and suffering is in this world today. And, and, and so you have billions of hurt people hurting each other. And, and, then, and, then, and, and finding some type of temporary relief in drugs and alcohol and and sex and 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 also um, of course the doctors are there dr fuzzy head the the witch doctors um and the and and the legal um the legal drug dealers are out there today to prescribe prescription medicine which is which is incredibly on the rise in terms of abuse in the world today yes And, and and so um people are are medicated you'd be amazed to know how many the percentage of people in America for example who are on prescription drugs oh listen it's crazy and maybe you're listening today and and you have that kind of pain and you have that kind of sorrow and you have that kind of suffering well it's from the broken heart and so what the world teaches you what doctors today teach you what psychologists and I think the terms right sometimes I'm sorry if you're one of these shrinks teach you is, is that We've, we've got to help you manage your bondage and manage your suffering and manage your pain. You know, they call it clinical depression. Now, the Lord calls it a broken heart. And, and He doesn't want to manage your sin and bondage and suffering. He wants to deliver you from it. Hallelujah. Only Jesus the Lord can heal the broken heart. And so many have received Jesus as their Lord and Savior, but they've never 
had their broken heart healed. They've never had their broken heart healed. And because of that, they're, they're in bondage. They're, they have strongholds. What is a stronghold? Well, well, it's anything that has a strong hold on you. Yeah, the, the people can't see what the Lord sees. They can't see the lost all around them perishing and going to hell because they're in such sorrow and heartache themselves, though they are born again in many cases. Though they're saved by Jesus, they're in bondage. They have a broken heart. It's kind of like as a pastor, I would tell people walking in, in certain kinds of sin or strongholds, I'd say, you just need to repent. You need to stop that. But then I realized something. The Lord showed me something. They can't. Why? Because they're weakened with a broken heart. It's kind of like someone who has a broken leg and you look at them and say, now I want you to sprint 100 yards. Well, like they can't. Why? They got a broken leg. Well, someone has a broken heart. The demonic is operating through their lives. It's called, in, in practical vernacular, it's called like kicking someone when they're down. And the enemy will not let them up. The demonic forces assigned to the lives, especially of believers in Jesus, hold them captive. Blind their eyes so they can't see people suffering and going to hell who need to be saved by Jesus. They walk in oppression like they've got cinder blocks on their back. What does the Lord do? If you'll ask him to heal your broken heart today and you'll confess to him, I need a great physician. I know a doctor who still makes house calls. I know a physician, the great physician who still makes house calls. His name is Jesus Christ. And I know because I had a broken heart. I was a drug addict for many years, and Jesus healed my broken heart. And he saved me, and he gave me new life. Hallelujah. I received him as my Savior. I received this gospel, and I needed to stand in the gospel and share the gospel, and I needed to have my broken heart healed. And Messiah Jesus healed my broken heart. I asked him, oh, Jesus, Lord, heal my broken heart. And then he took the bondage away, the wrong thinking, the wrong speaking, the wrong living. He gave me the strength to stand in the gospel as attacks would come. He delivered me from addictions and crazy ways of thinking and speaking and living. Yeah, he helped me to see things the way he sees. It says here that he, he, he proclaims liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind. Oh, he, he gave me a new set of eyes and a new set of ears. He gave me eyes that can see and ears that can hear. Oh, listen, if you'll, if you'll ask him today, he'll heal your broken heart. If you say, oh, Jesus, Lord, heal my broken heart. Please, Lord, please, Lord, heal my broken heart. Right where you are, right now. If you've never been saved by Jesus, you've never received him as your Savior, cry out to him, Jesus, save me. I'm a sinner. Oh, God, save me. Save me. And, and if, if your heart is broken, if your heart is shattered in a million pieces, I know someone who can put every piece back together, but you have to give him all the pieces, as my friend John McTurnan says. Will you do that today? Will you just tell him, oh, Lord, heal my broken heart. I want to see what you see. I want to hear what you hear. I want to share the gospel. I want to comfort others as you comfort me. Yes? I don't want people to walk around in this kind of misery. And if you'll comfort me and heal me, I'll go out to them with this message of the gospel and the healing of the broken heart. Why, why don't you pray with me even today, even now? Oh, Father in heaven, I need Jesus, the Lord, to save me. If that's you, if you've never been saved by Jesus, cry out to him. I've sinned. I don't want to go to hell. I know it's a real place and you don't want me to go there. And for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him won't perish but have everlasting life. Oh, Jesus, save me and heal me. I have a broken heart, Lord. This happened in my life. That happened in life. You were there. You saw it, Lord. 
People say, where was God when this happened? I'll tell you. He was the same place where his, when his son was dying on that cross. He was right there by his spirit. He was right there and he had a resurrection plan for his son. And he has a resurrection power for you today. Oh, Jesus, Lord, heal my broken heart. Oh, Jesus, Lord, deliver me from that wrong thing or, and, and forgive me for this wrong thing. Now, listen, unforgiveness will destroy and hinder the healing of a broken heart. Cry out, Lord, I, I will forgive this person today. I'll forgive that person today. Uh, listen, unforgiveness is like drinking poison and waiting for the other person to die. No, no, no. Forgive and vengeance is mine, says the Lord. Let, turn them over to the Lord and, and forgive and have your heart healed today. Oh, Jesus, Lord, I believe you're healing hearts right now. I believe you're forgiving precious souls right now. And I believe you're making a way right now. Oh, thank you, Holy Father. In Messiah Jesus' name, I thank you. Amen and amen. Well, you see, this is the message of the hour. In a, in a generation where people are so banged up and, in so, and they're so hurt, this is the message of the hour. So as I just touched on, I want to speak about on the rest of the program. Today, you've cried out to the Lord, let's say, and, you're, and the Lord's healing you. Oh, you, you, you sense his presence there with you. He's, he's doing something. There's something new and fresh and different he's doing in your heart, in your mind, in your life. You feel chains coming off of you, right? Well, now he doesn't. See, this is the ministry of Jesus Christ. And, and so we first have to receive the ministry of Jesus Christ. So many are out trying to be or do the ministry of Jesus Christ. But you can't give others what you don't have. And slaves can't free slaves. Slaves can't free slaves. So this is an opportunity now to hear about this ministry of Jesus Christ so you can be prepared to go out and do it. So you can go out and do it. Okay? And, and so think of this. You receive the ministry of Jesus Christ today. You've been saved through the gospel, right? Your broken heart is being healed, and, and, and he'll mend you up, and you'll, you'll sense his healing touch with you, and you'll sense it's kind of like recovering from surgery and how the doctor keeps coming in and checking on you, and the nurses keep coming in and checking on you. You'll feel that. You'll sense that. And, and he'll get you good and healed up. But then you know what he wants you to do? He wants you not only to, to receive his ministry, he's done some eye surgery to you. You've been to the ophthalmologist. You've been to the eye doctor today. He's done some eye surgery on you. He's taken some cataracts away. You can, you can see with, with great light now. You can see what Abba sees. You can see people suffering and going to hell. You, you, you can see how they need to be set free from bondage of, of, of unforgiveness and bitterness and, 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 and pride and arrogance and, 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 and all those things that Satan sows into a person's heart if he can and, and 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 so you want now to see them set free at least you should if not you got to go back to square one and receiving the ministry for yourself because anyone who's received the ministry of jesus christ has a has a desire the holy spirit puts in them to then be the ministry of jesus christ that's standing in the gospel that that that's walking in this life with a healed heart that's walking in this life being able to see and hear what the lord sees and hears that's walking in this life free of oppression uh, with the joy of the Lord and the joy of your salvation restored to you yes and and so once you are are 
are being the ministry of Jesus Christ, that's that's what your life is. You have received it, and now it is in, in, infiltrating, hallelujah, all of your life. Then you go out and do the ministry of Jesus Christ. You then share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And if, uh, listen, one of the signs of someone who's been healed by Messiah Jesus is they want other people to be healed. It's the, it really is the gift that keeps on giving. You, you want other people to be healed. You want other people not to go to hell because you're not going to hell, though you know you deserve to. And, and so you, sh- you start sharing the gospel with people. You take your gospel tracks out. You start a, a, great, uh, a great way to, to, to op- break the ice is to ha- say, hey, here's something I want to give you. Someone gave me one of these and saved my life or blessed my life. I did that just last night here in Israel. And, and, and it can get a conversation started. Uh, or, or you have relationships with people that you see need, need something's not right in their life. And even though they say they're a believer in Jesus, and, and, and you can start talking about how the Lord healed your broken, broken heart. Yeah, we, we do the ministry of Jesus Christ. We become, we become uh, the Lord's ambassadors. We could become the Lord's assistants in medical care uh, of, of the eternal, uh, of, of, the, of the life of Messiah versus the life of condemnation and darkness. I, I like it when we were going door to door with the gospel one time. This guy had a kind of a funny thing. We were going, he knocked on someone's door and they opened it up, the door, and he held up his wallet and it had a little card in it. He says, hello, my name's so-and-so, and I'm with the Department of Eternal Affairs. <laughs> so, I'm with the Department of Eternal Affairs. And so, these are eternal things that are, affect people's lives, and, and we want them to have an eternity rooted and grounded in the love of Messiah Jesus. You see, this is called living, folks. I've, listen, I've lived for the things of this world. And there's nothing compared to, to living for Messiah Jesus. I've been high on the things in this world, but there's no high like the Most High God. And, and so, uh, I want to leave that with you today. Now, I've got to make some announcements before we close out the program. Time gets away so quickly. I'm coming to Houston. I'm coming to Houston, and I will be uh, at Calvary Chapel Beth Shalom at our Sunday evening services on the 12th and the 19th. You can go to calvarychapelpearland.com calvarychapelpearland.com to get more information. Please come out. We're going to have a great time on uh, June 12 and June 19, I believe, are the dates. Sunday nights, I'm going to be landing into Houston on the uh, 11th. um, Excuse me, on the 10th. And so June 12, June 19, Calvary Chapel Pearland. Go to calvarychapelpearland.com. Our ministry, this program was brought to you today by the ministry blessing Israeli believers. Oh, Israeli believers in Messiah Jesus, out getting out the gospel of Messiah Yeshua, helping precious Israelis and Arabs and others have healed hearts. Listen, don't don't miss getting in on this. Uh, go to blessingisraelibelievers.com, and when you financially partner with Blessing Israeli Believers, you help keep watch there for on the air. It costs a lot of money, but we just trust the Lord. Our help comes from the Lord and through His people. Also, our Blessing Israeli Believers Feast of Tabernacles Israel Tour. Wow, it's getting close. You don't want to miss it. Sign up today. BlessingIsraeliBelievers.com. See a full itinerary. And there you can sign up. Well, uh, time, like I said, is getting away from us. The way we like to customarily close the program is this. Remember, watch therefore why Messiah Jesus is coming in a moment. Thanks for listening today. And please join me every day, Monday through Friday, Unless our Lord Jesus returns for us this week, this program is listener-supported and depends on tax-deductible donations to stay on the air. 
Give to Watch Therefore and contact me through our website at watchtherefore.tv. You can also send tax-deductible donations to Watch Therefore, P.O. Box 564, Pearland, Texas, 77588. Again, by the web, watchtherefore.tv, and mail, Watch Therefore, P.O. Box 564, Pearland, Texas, 77588. You can also call me right now at 713-624-0943. That's 713-624-0943. Keep watching for Messiah Jesus.